to 1.37 p.m.'s Live from the Bar Cart. A look into the style, culture, strength, and grind of the modern-day man. This is a 1.37 p.m.'s Live from the Bar Cart. I'm Corbin Goble, and I'm here with Frank Grillo today. Hey, Frank, how you doing? Hello, brother. What's going on? Oh, um, I'm just uh, I'm admiring your furniture and... Yeah, it's your a great-looking room. Your Kansas City clothing. Vibe, yeah. You got great hair. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so, you know, live from the bar cart, you know, what we focus on is sort of your origin story and, and kind of where you come from, how you got there, what you right. did to get there, and, uh, you know, if uh, your lore, Frank, the lore of Frank Grillo. So I guess my <laughs> first question is sort of uh, if I had to ask you, you know, someone asked you, what's your origin story, what do you, what do you say? My origin story. Wow, I'm a child of immigrants. I, uh, I'm an Italian. I'm not quite. Uh, I'm not quite European, and I'm not quite American. And I'm trying to find my way through this interesting life. So, where'd you grow up? In I grew up in New York. I was. Uh, I was. I was in the Bronx till I was about 15, and then New York, uh, in Manhattan. Uh, I went upstate for a little bit, Rockland County. Rockland County, nice. And then I've been in New York City ever since. I, you know Rockland yeah, County? Yeah, yeah. yeah talking about it weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah. Nyack. Uh, and But yeah, I've been a New York City guy, you know, most of my entire life. Yeah. Cool. And, you know, what do you think uh, growing up in New York? I think a lot of people have theories about growing up in New York versus growing up anywhere else. What do you think it made? How did it form who you are now? I think uh, I think New Yorkers are just better people. Um, no, I, you know, I, I, it, there is something to being a New Yorker. Um, the way you kind of carry yourself, where you have to carry yourself, the way you have to deal with people constantly, they're in your face. And so you have to learn, uh, how to be a bit stronger than, than you are in a lot of places. You're not isolated. You know, even in LA, I mean, you're in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was watching, uh, you know, Frank did this great show called Fight Worlds on Netflix. You should check it out. Um, sort of uh, no reservations of fighting. How would you, what's the, what's your slug line there? Something Man, like you, that. <laughs> you just nailed it. I mean, he was the genesis of, I, you know, I say it all the time, of the idea because I'm, I'm a huge uh, Anthony Bourdain fan. Right. And uh, I was gutted when he, when he passed away. But, uh, yeah, I was in China and uh, had gone to a gym and... and uh, one of many gyms that I always go to around the world, I find gyms, boxing gyms or grappling gyms, and wind up becoming really good friends with the fighters, and, and they wind up going to dinner, and they wind up showing me the culture. Right. And I said, this is like what Bourdain does, yeah. only with, with fight culture instead yeah. of food culture. And my partner, uh, Joe Carnahan, and I, and, and uh, we went and talked to Netflix, we have a relationship with, and they said, this sounds like it could work. That's really cool. And we were on a plane. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. I'm, yeah, something I kind of wanted to ask you about is how, you know, you're a fighter yourself. You, you know, you've trained in a lot of these disciplines that are captured in the show. Yeah. Um, you know, how, and, and I think, you know, you saying, hey, I got invited to all these gyms. I'm in these foreign places and I get invited to these like crazy gyms that no one, there has to be this respect level, right? And like, how do you, you know, how do you earn that credibility and like, you know, if I was going yeah. <laughs> in these cities, I wouldn't be taken to the gyms. No, you know, you, I, I mean, you could go to the gyms, and that's the great thing. That that's that's the myth that and the, one right. of the myths that I I want to kind of break down is that you know that they're intimidating places, and you know there are some intimidating people, but most gyms, most fight gyms, 
most fight culture welcomes everybody, man, women, novice, professional. But for me, because I do train and I go in the gym, I never force myself on anyone. I'll go in the corner, I'll start moving. As soon as you see a guy move around, you know if he's, right. he's if he trains, if he knows yeah. how to do it. Right. And and right away, you know, there's a there's a there's a language that fighters speak to each other. Yeah. And you you become friends immediately. And and you respect each other immediately. And I always say it it transcends race and religion, economic background. It tr- it transcends all of that because the one thing that you have to be when you get in a ring or on a, on a mat is truthful. You have yeah. nothing but truth. There it is. Yeah. And so when you when you when you explore that with another person, another guy or another woman, uh, you, you're as vulnerable as you can possibly be, and honest. And you, you, that's what human beings need. Yeah. Do, do totally. you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Without Absol- sounding absolutely. absolutely. No, I think it's, it's so interesting where you have to sort of communicate, uh, your credibility and you don't speak the language. Right. So I, in, in the, you know, fighting's a visual yeah. thing. And a, an proprioceptive thing, you know, you're yeah. touching each other. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you're connected. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I wanted to kind of circle back to the origin story you mentioned in, in the show that you know you watched The Longest Yard, I believe, and yeah, that's sort that, of where you were like, I want to be an actor. You yeah. Saw Burt Reynolds and that rest in peace to Burt. Yeah. Um, kind of tell me about that and, and sort of how you transitioned. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you've been training fighting and how did that dovetail with like what you wanted to do as an actor and, yeah, and who that, you were when you were 15. That's yeah. a great question. Yeah. The, the first movie my father ever took me to was The Longest Yard. I yeah. think it was the last movie he ever took me to. Yeah. Oh, and uh, and and I. I saw Burt Reynolds on the screen and I was like, oh man, that guy's a badass. Yeah. I love that guy. Right. I want to be him. But you know, no one in my family was an actor. So, you know, it's kind of, it's weird to be an actor. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, little, little by little, I, I kind of, it, it tugged at me for a long time. And then as I was in New York, I started. And little by little, I would make headway. I was on a soap opera and then right. TV series, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's the story. But, but I always trained, right? I've been training since I'm seven years old. Always yeah. in gyms, always fit, always watched what I ate. Was always conscious of, of, of health before there was a, a fad of, of any of it. And people made fun of me. My whole, By yeah. the way, I would go to dinners at Christmas. People just laughed at me like, you're yeah. a fool. Why don't you eat? Why don't you? And I'm like, nah, someday this is going to pay off. Yeah. And I, even through my career, for, I'm an old guy at this point, but somehow... And it really, when I did the movie Warrior, where I got to play an MMA coach, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton were in the movie. Right. Um, and, and I got to combine the two things that I've been doing for a long time, and everybody noticed that. Yeah. And that's what started putting it together. Like, it, it became a thing now. Now, at my age, I get offered action roles. My friend Liam Neeson, who's now 64 years old, you know, he said to me, "Be careful what you wish for, because you know you, you're. This is going to yeah, be gonna. your tra- trajectory now, and and that's what's happened. And and so I get to be physical, and act, which is kind of very one thing's very masculine and one thing's kind of feminine. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I put them together, and it makes one person. Yeah. What do you think the in terms of working in these action movies? What's the what's like the thing people don't know about action movies behind the scenes or what uh, what goes into it or do you have any yeah, wild it's, anecdotes it's a great question you know movie? i'm going to tell you what goes into a good action movie and uh is story is not looking at it like an action movie you have to look at it as a story yeah 
And and then the the action should be secondary to the story you're telling, as opposed to just wanting to be a one-dimensional, you know, action guy. Right. Uh, which there, listen, lots of guys make a good living doing that, and lots of people watch those movies. But you know, we're trying to do something that is it, it kind of elevates the genre a bit. Totally. Um, we don't always succeed, but whatever. We yeah, try. yeah. Uh, Matt, the other podcast r- producer, he's not here, but he said uh, uh, Purge Anarchy 2 is the best Punisher movie ever made. Oh, so yeah. I, you know, I, I had to. It's funny because a lot of people after that, and I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I'm not a big comic book guy. I didn't know much about the Punisher, but after I did that movie, and the whole thing about that movie that was the look, which James yeah. DeMonico and I created that from. Movies like Escape from New York, right, uh, you right. know those old those eighties movies that yeah. were, I loved, right. Uh, and then people came out with this Punisher thing, like you. Sh- and then my buddy Johnny Bernthal becomes the Punisher on uh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punisher cinematic universe. Awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I guess sort of you know you kind of mentioned always training, always eating right. Like, what do you say if you had like life rules that you like how do you you know how do you kind of get by and like what are some rules of you know yeah I, I do have I have a lot of rules uh, for myself boundaries I try to set I don't always stay on the right side of that boundary yeah. but you know I'm a very disciplined person and uh, my, my theory to my with myself is that if you're not working harder than everybody else somebody else is gonna get it you know it's yeah like, because to me uh, look, t- I don't know what talent is. I don't, I don't know who has it and who doesn't. I don't know how you how to quantify it, but yeah. I know I know who works harder. I know who works the hardest. I know that if you beat me, it's because you outworked me. So so uh, that's kind of the way I live my life. Am I right? Probably not. I I don't I'm not right about anything. Uh, but that's how I, I, I I'm able to get through the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is there anybody you kind of see, you know, who's up next that sort of follows in what you're doing or you said people that you're noticing work really hard or who's somebody that maybe is underrated in that note that might be coming up next to yeah. be the, an action star that you've seen and been very impressed with? Is I, mean, I mean, the funny thing is I, I'm, I'm barely... I don't. I don't even know if I'm. Re- I register like I don't look at myself that way. I'm like I'm just. I'm just kind of trying to carve out a a, a career. Uh, uh, you know, I, and I don't even know if it's a career. If I just go from job to, job. I don't even know <laughs> what. So I, you know, I don't know who's behind me because I don't know who I'm in front of. I don't. <laughs> I don't see myself. Yeah, maybe I, I'll clear uh, clarify. Just like who are yeah. you impressed by? Who else? Who am is, I who, impressed who works by? Hard? Who works? You know, I'm. In, I'm. In, I'm impressed by. I'm in. Look, anybody who is successful in, in the business of acting in, in, in Hollywood, it's not an accident. I mean, they've worked very hard to get there. But I, you know, I'm impressed with guys like Joel Edgerton, the guy, you know, guys I've worked with, uh, uh, guys like Tom Hardy. And, and you know, these, these guys are putting in the time and, and you know, they're, they're, they're doing great stuff and they're diverse. And, and, uh, but, I, you know, I don't listen. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I don't go to the movies that much because I always want to punch somebody in the face because they don't <laughs> shut up. And I'm with my kids, so yeah, I never yeah. want my kids to see me lose my my temper. Um, and I don't. I watch. I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of docu series, and I'm interested in human beings the way human beings are. I, I'm. I, I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah. Whoa. I've All not right. seen most of the Marvel films. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like I'm a thousand years old right now. <laughs> I feel a thousand years old all the time. <laughs> I have that effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I'd be curious to know, you know, you said your parents were kind of like acting, what is what is this? And then Well, until we I know. started making money. Yeah, okay. And then gotcha. they call me. <laughs> you know, I, I recently moved to California and I bought a house in the Pacific Palisades. If you know, it's like by Malibu. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I mean, whatever. I can't afford it. And, and But it's, you know, there's the ocean in front of my house. It's like really a nice house yeah, for yeah. a guy from the Bronx. Yeah. And I flew my parents out the first week my father's standing on standing on the on the balcony looking at the ocean and i think he's gonna because my, yeah, my father yeah. and i don't really talk that much gotcha i thought he's gonna say something in his in his long 75 years something profound at yeah, one yeah. point that would make me feel okay we're both standing there looking at the ocean and my italian father from the bronx looks at me and he goes what did you do to get this <laughs> yeah. i'm like what he goes you do something else don't you Oh, no, oh I'm an actor. He goes, you didn't get this from acting. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that sums up yeah, my life. Yeah, literally your dad <laughs> accusing you of being a drug dealer. Yeah, then, right. Cool. And I threw him off the pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, so I was, I was kind of curious about, like, in, you know, your parents have this sort of view of this. I, I would be curious about your kids. Like, how do they? Oh, my God, know? they love it. Yeah. My, my kids, you know, my I just did a movie. And they're how old now? They're like they're 10, 10 they're like 14, and yeah, 21. Gotcha. And, yeah, and, my 21-year-old's just about to finish his film studies. So he's been oh, in wow. it for so, a while. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's in the He's in it. Business. He writes and directs, and yeah, he's he'll be great. Very cool. But my little guy, Rio, uh, I just did a film called Boss Level that my partner and I produced, uh, Mel Gibson and myself, and Naomi Watts are in the film. And my son played my son. Okay. Joe Carnahan, who's my partner, directed the film. Joe directed uh, Narc and, and Smoke and Aces and The Gray. And he said, your son should be your son in the movie. I go, I'm not, no, it's not happening. Yeah, it's, yeah. And he did a phenomenal, my son was amazing. He was better than, he upstaged me. He was better than I was, <laughs> more natural. And uh, and now he's, yesterday he said, I'm not on the IMDb page. What's going on? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> he, I'm like what? Pretty, he yeah. wants that cloud already. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, good yeah. for him. He's, so yeah, they're all. going to get ahead really and, fast. And they're crazy. You know, they, like I'm in the Marvel movie for a little while, whatever. And, yeah, and yeah. to my son, it's a big deal. Of I course. mean, you know, I'm, I'm I, you know, there's dolls of me in yeah, the yeah. house. I keep them in the office. I'm very excited about them. Yeah, of course. And so to my son, you know, and his friends all saw the Purge series. And yeah. there are some things that these kids have seen where they go, oh my God, that's, you know, that's your father. He's a badass. Yeah, that's yeah, amazing. I, yeah, so I got that. That's my legacy. If I never make another movie, that's it. Yeah. What uh, What was it? What was it like playing an Avenger villain? Uh, you know, it's amazing being part of that world. And uh, for a, for a, for a character who once I was in the mask, who was in it very little, it's amazing the fandom of this Crossbones guy. Right. And how many people believed I was in the movie the whole movie? Right. Uh, and and it's I'm I, I'm come humbled by it, and it's almost embarrassing because I want to tell people, you know, in Cap Two, you know, Brock Rumlow was a, a good character, and it, but you know, it was me. And but Crossbones in in the third one is in the movie, and like I'm, I don't. I, I'm really not in the movie that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, but that's I don't know. They're connecting to it more than you are. They, you ever and there's a character because right? there's a character in the comic book that is so prevalent and 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 evidently kills Captain America. Right. And I think that's what they were expecting. Right. So was I, but I didn't. I got cut out of the movie. What do you want to tell you? Oh. <laughs> yeah, MCU Wave Seven. You know, <laughs> You'll be ready to roll. Yeah, yeah the elevator fight scene. Uh, tell the me famous, a little bit about my, my the fam fame. Evidently, famous my scene. famous scene in the Marvel movie. Yes. It's six days to shoot that. Oh six gosh. days, 
And Chris Evans and I were literally covered in black and blues because, you know, you had to go for it. Right. And uh, we did it over and over and over and over. Six days. That scene cost what most independent films cost. Yeah. How much is that? A lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Pacific Palisades money. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah, why, well, so you just shot it over, and that's what, that's, like six that's, days? That's what right? it does, yeah. yeah that's yeah. when you have that kind of money yeah, and that kind of time. And it was. It right. yeah, Listen, yeah. it's an iconic scene. It right. really is. It really jumped. You had to get it right. Yeah. So Very good. Good questions. Cool. So, um, you know, you had this experience with Marvel movies, and, you know, in Fight World, um, there's a difference between fighting in a movie and fighting in real life. It doesn't look the same. Uh, can you kind of show me or visualize what's, how do you visualize that difference? And what do you think the big major things is, as opposed to I'm working on a fight scene, I'm choreographing a fight scene in a movie yeah. versus I'm in, you know, it's in a big Thailand. Diff- There's a big difference. And I, I did a series called kingdom too, where it was about MMA, you know, it was a, and, and we had to shoot these fight scenes all the time. And the thing about it is, it, you know, you could have a real fight and try to shoot it. It won't look good cinematically. Yeah. So, you know, when you choreograph a fight and most of the credit has to go to the stunt guys and the and the guys who are the 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 choreographers of the fight scenes that that put these together because they really are create the magic but it's it's a dance and and you know it's all about camera angle and cuts and and uh you know most actors don't want to get punched they really don't you know uh i personally i like it i like to, i think it all brings authenticity to it but uh yeah you know some some actors will will go and and kind of do the thing and and risk a bit and and a lot of guys want their stunt doubles to do it and uh but fighting is an it's like apples and airplanes i mean a a, a true fighter a, a real fight is a fight is you know you're 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 physically emotionally spiritually philosophically so far removed from from what you would do in hollywood or you, you know there there are no there're not many real tough guys and yeah and there shouldn't be they're actors you know they shouldn't get you know i just did a movie with with uh anthony mackie you know and we had some fight stuff and he's like i'm not fighting i don't i'm I'm an actor i don't want to fight i'm like you're right you're kind (laughs) of right you don't you shouldn't you know there's a i've gotten hurt I, i mean i just tore my my bicep tendon doing stunts and i'm like okay you're old you don't need to do this yeah it's you're not seeing my fa- so so yeah is, you, you kind of have to play the long game on that yeah even, even though you might not want to yeah so it's very it, it's a great question and it's but it's two very different skill sets yeah, yeah. That's, that's a great answer you know in in fight world you go to Thailand Ethiopia Israel um, what am I forgetting oh uh, well, no it's Mexico. Thailand Myanmar Myanmar uh, Senegal Senegal yes. uh, Mexico uh, and uh, where else did I go I went somewhere else. I think you got that's five, right? Was that five? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and, yeah. And, yeah. What was the you know through all these cultures and they're so different? What was the sort of connecting thread? What do you think the tissue was between uh, the fight cultures you explored and and what was sort of yeah what was kind of the lingua franca if you will of uh, uh, these cultures and yeah they, they were all very different cultures yeah. all all of them um, but the through line is this fighters are. Um, there's a there's a and I again I use this all the time. There is a brotherhood of and sisterhood when you're a fighter. Whether it's jujitsu or 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 tie fighting or boxing, when you're a fighter, th- again, there's a there's a language and a connected uh um tissue 
from the fact that you're willing to do this, to right, fight, right. right? And so all fighters are respectful of each other and are respectful of what they're doing and their discipline. And that's, that's the through line. Anyone, they'll accept anyone. I was in Israel in a gym with Jews, Palestinians, and Christians together fighting, right, right. fighting, boxing, right? And, and doing Krav Maga. Do they, do they look at borders? Do they look at political problems? Do they look at what they're supposed to be thinking about each other? Not at all. They're in there together, sweating together, fighting together. And at the end, high-fiving each other and they're friends they're all friends right is this some kind of magic like this is what the world is trying to do create a peaceful environment right the through line is through fighting there's peace there's there's trust there's truth right you respect each other all the things that we're trying to accomplish in our day day, you know day-to-day life that's why i put my, my kids are in gyms i tell my friends to put their kids in gyms and knock down all any kind of prejudices or any kind of ideas you have about people. Go to a gym. You have a problem with somebody? Go in the ring. We'll solve it. We'll solve the problem. You think something about... I'm, I'm telling you, it fixes a lot. It really does. And that's the through line. You can go anywhere. I can go anywhere in the world and walk into a gym and I have friends. It's the truth. That's great. Yeah. Well, you know, you play so many different characters, so many different types of characters. Um what what kind of mindset do you go into when you're about to play a role? Like, where how do you approach a new role? Um, yeah, you know, you know, again, it's like anything where you have to do something. You know, it's like the book Outlier. You know, where yeah. ten thousand hours of of practice. I read the script, whatever movie I'm doing, whatever role it is, I read the script at least 50 times. 50 times, right? Every day. It's, there's a script all over the place. I'll just keep reading the script. And now I get everyone's point of view in, the, in that script. And, I, and, and every given circumstance that the, that the writer has given me, I take it, I extrapolate it. Right, and, right. and through that, I build, you build this Bible of, yes. of character. Because I know so much now from all different aspects of the script. And then from there, that's that's the foundation. And then you just kind of, with your imagination, you just kind of keep going. It's a lot of work. It's a ton of homework. It's it's the it's the bottom of the iceberg, and going to do the movies the tip. It, it really is. It's the that's why you see you see a, a lot of bad acting. It's not necessarily bad actors. They just haven't worked. They haven't done the work. Right, yeah. it, it, like you have to read something over and over and over again to see the seams in it, and then kind of figure you, out. Like, you what do, it and, yeah. and there's so much information that you get that you miss if you only read it a couple of times. There's some like you, the one character might be something about saying something about me that is indicating a piece of who I am, and if I don't pay attention to that, yeah, I miss that. Right. Now you might not see that in the movie in my performance, but for me, it indicates behavior somehow. So that's how I was taught, is that you just keep on over and over and over again. And you, I take copious, my, my scripts look like I'm a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. You know, the stream of conscious that you're writing and all this stuff kind of. You're Zodiac. Pe- people think, yeah. oh, you learn the lines and you go do it. I'm like, no. I don't even learn lines, to be honest with you. I don't memorize the lines. On the day, I'll, I'll, I'll go and I understand my circumstance and those lines will come to me. They, they come to you because it's, it's an interesting concept. Absolutely. Do no. I talk too much? No, you. Oh, geez, I can't stand myself. 
Yeah, you've worked. Yeah, you've worked with so many great yeah. actors. What's yeah, a, yeah. What's a fun story? I'll tell you from... a funny story that just happened. So me and Mel just did this great action movie called Boss Level, which Joe Cronin wrote, and it's basically Groundhog Day meets Die Hard. I'm, I re, I relive this loop every day, and he's the bad guy, and uh, we have a fight scene, and I'm thinking, oh, Mel Gibson, he knows how to fight, and so we we get we get there, and and he's he's a little nervous, and now Mel and I become great friends, and I go, what's the matter? He goes, I'm I'm not good at this. I go, you're Mel Gibson. He said, I don't, I don't really know. I said, okay, here's the deal. St don't move back. Stay in the pocket. I'm going to do this. You do this. He's going to throw an elbow at my face, right? And I go, here's the deal, though. When you come towards my face, you got to go around my head so the camera looks like you hit me, but you don't hit me in the face. Guess what happened? You. He elbows me yeah. square in the jaw while my mouth is open. The next three days, I had to have somebody come in on set, stick their finger in my mouth for five minutes into my jawbone, where I saw white pain for five minutes straight to get my jaw realigned because it was so far to the left. But Mel Gibson is Mel Gibson. So there, I have a bad jaw because of Mel Gibson. <laughs> Great, yeah. Frank, thanks so much for joining us thanks, on Life bro. in the Bar Cart. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate Good it. luck and congratulations on Fight World. Oh, it's a thanks, really great man. show. I you're the king it. of Fight World. <laughs> uh, how can we uh, follow what you're up to? Um, uh, well, Fight World's Netflix. Uh, obviously, you can stream that from right now. And then, uh, yeah, movies are all next year. All my movies coming out Boss next Level, year. when's that coming out? Boss Level will come out in August. August. Uh, Donnie Brooke, uh, Into the Ash. I got a bunch of movies coming out there. I might be, I might be in the Avengers for a minute in, in next year. Great. Uh, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, lots of stuff. Oh, uh, oh Frank, yeah. Frank Rillo one is my, uh, Instagram. Yep. Uh, and I'm not really good at it, but, uh, you know, there I am. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining right, us. Brother. This is really fun. Yeah. Thanks. This is 1.37 PM. If you want to own the future, start this minute. Live from the Barkhart is a gallery media production.